Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 206, I'm going to be talking about how to create a video course via a live webinar. This is something that I've been doing for the last few years, and it has taken my product creation skills to the next level. By doing your courses as live webinars, you get the benefits of doing a live webinar combined with the benefits of creating a digital product in the form of a video course. How is it done? How do you need to prepare? What technology should be you using to make it all happen? There are so many questions that arise when it comes to this, but don't worry, I've done it many times, distilled it down to a streamlined process. So video courses via live webinars, that's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> What's up? What's up? I am so excited to be behind the mic again recording another episode for you today. I don't know if you can tell that I'm excited, but yes, I am <laughs> excited. Lots of valuable information to get into about, you know, doing live courses as um doing video courses as live webinars really makes it in my opinion, much easier. In the beginning, yeah, it takes some getting used to, but once you get used to it, man, your productivity when it comes to courses, next level, next level stuff is what we're going to be talking about today. Anyhow, this episode is episode 206, and you can find detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 206, any announcements that I make, any of the links and resources that I mentioned, and even a PDF transcript so that you can download it to your computer or your mobile device and have it with you anyway. You know, there are some people that wouldn't that, that just won't listen to my my podcast episodes. I don't know if I'm too excited or whatever the case might be, but for whatever reason, they actually just download the PDF transcripts and they use that. Um, they can skim through it, they can look at the bullet points, they can do all that good stuff. So some people actually prefer to do that. Whether you're one of those people or you just want to have access to it at a later date, you can check it out. Becomeablogger.com slash two oh six. All right. Oh, you know, one more thing that I, I have not been mentioning recently, but I, I, you hear it at the beginning and ending of all of these podcast episodes. And, you know, I just realized, you know, for people that's just listening to this, uh, let's say this is the first episodes they listen, they listen to, they may not know about this. And I want to let you know that if you have a question that you want me to answer, on this podcast, uh, you can actually call in that question. Did you know that? Oh, man, that's good stuff. And you, do, do, do you have any idea what the number is? Because the number is... 
You can call that anytime, day or night. Leave a recording. Let me know what your question is, and I might take it in a Q&A episode or just one of these episodes as we go along. So if you have your question, once again, you can leave that question at 888-835-2414. Yeah, I haven't done a question in a while. So, hey, you have one? Send it in. I'm going to make it happen. All right, announcements. Quick announcements. Uh, quick announcements. Uh, let's see. Announcement number one. I made this last week, too. I'll make it again. I am speaking at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, California from March 25 through March 27. No, I'm not speaking f- through that entire time, but I think mine, my talk is going to be on the Friday at 10.45. That's the 27th of March. And the topic that I'll be speaking on is advanced blogging, seven ninja tactics you may be missing. If that sounds interesting to you, if you're going to be in the San Diego area or you're considering going to the San Diego area, this is going to be in two weeks pretty much, um, you can go to becomeablogger.com slash SMMW, Social Media Marketing World. And if you're going to be there, let me know. Tweet at me, Leslie Samuel on Twitter, and just tell me or just comment on this episode and let me know that you're going to be there. I'd be happy to connect with you while you're there. And secondly, GeekBee TV. I'm going to be co-hosting um, with them over there in, uh, let's see, New Media Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. New Media Expo and National Association of Broadcasters. That's going to be from April 13th through April 16th. I will be there from the 12th to the 17th. If you're going to be there, I would be, I would be thrilled to be able to come up to you, shake your hand, hug you, whatever the case might be. So let me know if you're going to be there. And um, if you want to check it out, becomeablogger.com slash NMX. N for Nancy, M for Mary, and X for Xylophone or New Media Expo, which, whichever one you <laughs> will help you remember it better. All right, so that's, those are the announcements. Let's get into the content for today because we're talking about video courses and creating them doing live webinars. I have fallen in love with this strategy. It is, it is a great, you know, I love video courses, first of all, for a number of reasons. Number one, Video is a great way to teach concepts. If I'm trying to if I'm trying to show someone to build how to build a blog or how to um, do Facebook marketing or you know strategies for um, creating live webinars or whatever the case might be, it's much easier for them to understand if I can show it to them. Um, so video, I love using video. It's what I use to build my biology blog almost exclusively, um, and it's what I do here for all of my courses. Video is a great way for you to teach concept, um, teach concepts. It's a great way. It's perfect for showing someone how to do something. I think that is extremely powerful, and I love the fact that online video allows us, you know, either for me to be on camera showing you something or just you watching me uh, talk about something or me showing you my screen, which is the way I typically uh, do my courses, okay? Now, it also allows you to connect with the participants of that course really at a different level than you can with, you know, a product like an ebook. You know, if you have an ebook, someone is reading that ebook, it's not connected to a face, it's not connected to a voice, it almost doesn't seem as if it's connected to a person um, because you're just reading something, right? But if you're, if you're watching a video, there's a different level of engagement that happens there.
there. Um, so it really allows you to connect with the people that are taking your courses at a different level. And I absolutely love doing them. Now, when it comes to product creation um, for Become a Blogger, this really is my method of choice. It's really now the, the only type of product I create. All of my products are um, uh, video courses because I love it so much. That, that just shows you how much I love it. And over the years, and I started this a few years ago, and over the years, I've kind of... Um, uh, my, my process has evolved. In the beginning, what I used to do is I'd put together my slide, I my, my slides. I would record my videos, and you know I'd edit them, and then I would post them, and so on and so forth. But now they've evolved over time to where I create them all via live webinars. Okay. There's, I, I'm not creating any courses at the moment that aren't done as live webinars. And there are a few reasons for that. I want to share those reasons for you. Number one, I'm able to create it much faster than before. Think about it, right? If I schedule a webinar for this Thursday and um, invite a bunch of people, people show up and I record that webinar, that webinar runs for anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half and then we do a Q&A session. But here's the beauty of it. When that hour or hour and a half or two hours, if we're doing a Q&A session, or even longer, depending on how crazy I get, when that's over, most of the work is done. I don't have to create any more content. It's all done. And that, to me, is absolutely awesome because <laughs> I love creating courses and I love doing them quickly once the quality is on point. Okay, so that's, what, that's one of the reasons why I like to do them as live webinars. Reason number two, when I get on live webinars, this may not be the same for everyone, but I think the more you do it, the more it becomes this way, you have like a different level of energy. I know you're probably thinking, how can Leslie have any more energy than he has recording this podcast episode? But for the simple fact that people are on there live, I know that makes some people nervous. And in the beginning, it made me nervous, but after doing it for a while, it gives me a different level of energy because I'm not just recording into my computer, I'm recording into my computer in front of people, whether that's one person. I did one recently that had one person on the webinar, but because they were there and I knew that they were there, I had a different level of energy. So that's number two. Number three because you schedule the live webinar in advance, because you schedule it in advance, there's pressure to have it completed by the date it's scheduled. There's no turning back. So basically, if I say, if I, was, if I send out an email to my list and say next Thursday or this Thursday, I'm doing a webinar at 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. I mean, for the most part. Um, I have to get it done by that date because I've already put it out there. So I love that pressure. That pressure does something to me. You know, when you, when you have a deadline that's coming up, it really helps you to focus and get it done. Um, and lastly, and you probably know this if you've been following me for a while, I absolutely hate editing. I don't edit my podcasts. Um, and when it comes to my webinars now and my live courses, I don't edit them anymore. Because here's the thing. 
if your content is good enough for a live webinar, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, it's good enough for a course. It might not be perfect. You might say some hums and some ums and all that kind of stuff. But quite frankly, I found that people don't care about that as long as you're providing value. So I do my webinars. I chop it up. I'll talk a little bit about that. But I don't do much editing, if any, at all. Okay, so those are the reasons why I've kind of transitioned from recording my, my, my courses as I see fit and just, you know, okay, I'm ready for this video, let me record it now, uh, and uh, doing it as a live webinar. Now, as a result of this, as a result of doing these live webinars, in my Become a Blogger University right now, I have 13 different courses, 13 different courses, and, and of the 13, uh, I have, let's see, 11 of them are actually done, were actually done via live webinars, and now I have, you know, courses on Facebook marketing strategy, that's one that we did last week, um, creating your blog sales funnel, creating awesome slideshows, creating how to use content marketing to build your brand, digital product creation, strategic affiliate marketing, outsourcing, blog monetization, blogging foundations, list building simplified, video marketing strategies, podcasting simplified, and there's one more, and that one more is on the next page, let's see what... <laughs> Let's see what that one more is. Traffic generation. Because I've been doing these as live webinars, live webinars that have a deadline, that are on the schedule, I have 13 courses now in the members area. And quite frankly, if I didn't do it this way, I would not be anywhere close to that 13. All right? So, the, so those are the reasons. That's why I love video courses, and that's why I've transitioned to doing them as live webinars. Now, let's talk about the process, because this is a process that I've been refining over, over the last few years, and now I believe I have it down to a science, and I want to share um, that that science with you. <laughs> I want to share that process um, with you, the strategies that I've used. Okay. Let's start from the very beginning. You ready? Let's do it. First thing is I want you, if you're thinking about doing this, I want you to start with a date. Now, this isn't 100% necessary, but as I mentioned before, this has helped me tremendously. It has helped me get more done than I ever had before. The pressure that, that, uh, of this is the date that I'm aiming for for my live webinar that's that pressure helps me to get it done. Now, in my Become a Blogger University, what I do is I schedule my um, my webinars out for a few months just so people can know what's coming up. Um, and because those dates are on the calendar, I just got to make it happen. Um, now, unless some kind of emergency arises, um, for example, I think it was three weeks ago, I had some, it, my family, well, everyone in my house was sick and I had to take my wife to the doctor and all that stuff. So I had to postpone one of the webinars. But besides that, because they've been on my calendar, I've gotten them 
done. Now, uh, just as a side note, I usually schedule my webinars for Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern because from what I've heard from many people that have been doing webinars, that's a pretty good time for, um, for, for webinars if your audience is primarily in the U.S. I know I have some people in my audience that are in Europe and other countries where it makes it more difficult, but that's the time that I've been doing it recently, and that seems to work. You know, it seems to work relatively well. This might be something that's um, different for you, and you, you might just have to test it out. Test it out and see what works best. But the thing is, the, the, the first part is start with a date, okay? Start with a date. Now, we have our date for our webinar. It's coming up in a week and a half or in two weeks or in three weeks or whatever the case might be. The next thing you want to do is create an outline. Every course that I create today starts with an outline, and this is extremely important. Let's say you're trying to make an awesome meal, okay? You're trying to make an awesome meal, um, and uh, let's say you want to make some lasagna, you want to make some stewed chicken, you want to do some rice and peas because you're from an island and you can't eat food without rice and peas. <laughs> let's say you want to make all this stuff, but you don't have a recipe, you don't have instructions. You just basically start adding ingredients. You don't have a clear idea of how much of those ingredients you should add or what those ingredients need to be. Um, but you want it to taste good, right? You want it to taste good, but you have no blueprint. You have no recipe. This is actually how I used to do my courses. I used to just start putting the slides together. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be talking about building a business with a blog, so I'll just start adding slides. And, and what I started to realize was when it was all said and done, there were very important elements that were missing or, or maybe it didn't flow in the best way to get my point across. This is why it is so important to start with an outline. Don't just dive right in. Start by creating an outline. Okay, so we've set our date. We've created an outline. The next step you would think it's to dive in and create slides, but that's not my next step because I want to make sure that I have something that is high quality. So the next thing that I do is I get feedback on the outline before moving into the creation of the slides. All right, so I have a good friend, Colin Yearwood. We've been doing this stuff together for a while, since I started back in January of 2008. Um, and whenever I have an outline that's either completed or almost completed, we would get on the phone and we would, you know, discuss the outline, tear it apart if we need to. He would give me some some opinions and some things that he'd be like, okay, so wait, um, you're, you're talking about X, Y, Z. Maybe you should add this or, you know what, I don't like that. Does that really help you to accomplish um, what you want to accomplish? Um, so we'd go through this kind of like a refining process, even before creating the slides. And this is so important because you want to make sure that you are accomplishing that goal. And when you're, when you're immersed in a topic, you're immersed in a project, sometimes it's hard to, 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 to see the bigger picture. You lose sight of what you're trying to, to, to accomplish. So getting that outside perspective, getting that second set of eyes on your um, outline is a great idea even before you move on to the next step. Okay, so we've set a date. We've created our outline. We've gotten some feedback and refined it. So now the outline is tight. The next thing we need to do is what? 
create our slides. So this is where, you know, we have our recipe. We got feedback on the recipe. We did our research and found out that this is the best recipe for cheesecake in the world. New York cheesecake. Oh, man, now my mouth is watering. I haven't made a, a cheesecake in a while, but when I make it, it is amazing. My wife goes kind of crazy. I need to make, now I can't make one right now because my wife is trying to stay away from it. Um, and she goes, she literally goes crazy when I make them. Okay, why am I talking about cheesecakes? The point is this, we're adding the ingredients, we're mixing it together so that we can make that awesome cheesecake or put together that awesome meal. So you can use Whatever your favorite presentation software is, um, I use Keynote because I'm on a Mac and Keynote is like PowerPoint on steroids. It makes me look like I know what I'm doing because it does some really neat things. But you don't have to use Keynote. You can use PowerPoint. You can use OpenOffice. You can even use Google Presentations. Um, whatever you prefer to use, whatever you have access to, that's good enough to create slides. Now, um, let's see, uh, you've created those slides. I've actually put together an article on how to create awesome screencast videos. And I'm going to link to that article in this episode, in the show notes for this episode. So just come to becomeablogger.com slash 206 and you'll be able to check that out. I give you some very specific guidelines for designing your slides, choosing fonts, um, colors and images and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to rehash all of that in this episode. Just check out that article and you can find that in the show notes. Okay, so we've added our, uh, uh, our ingredients. Now it starts, it's time to tell our friends that we're having this awesome meal, right? You just made this awesome meal um, of your, your lasagna, rice and peas, and stewed chicken. You have some New York cheesecake. Uh, well, you didn't make it yet. You're actually, you're going to cook it actually later. We'll talk about that. Anyhow, um, the next thing you want to do is tell your friends, all right? You're putting this together. Imagine yourself in the kitchen. You call up some of your friends. and say, hey, we're going to have lunch uh, tomorrow or tonight. We're going to have this awesome dinner, and I want you to come, right? So this part is the marketing of your webinar, and this is going to depend on the purpose of your webinar. Um, are, is it a part of a membership program that you're doing? Is it that you're marketing it to your entire email list? You're marketing it? on social media. Um, since my webinars are done for Become a Blogger University, what I do is I have my schedule that's set out for the quarter and um, that's what I just started doing. Um, and then I'm able to let the students know that, hey, this is what's coming up. But I found that there's a crucial marketing period um, and that's within a week from the webinar because that's when you, know, you can tell people about it and it's coming soon so they can be looking out for it or, or preparing for it, anticipating it. Um, when I do larger webinars where you know, I'm marketing it to my entire list, social media and so on, what I typically do is I start my marketing on the Monday before the webinar. So I let them know about it on the Monday and then I let them know about it again. I remind them the day before the webinar, which is the Wednesday. Now, 
I'm not going gonna go into a ton of information on how to how to market your webinars because there's a an interview that does such a great job um, with Lewis Howes or Lewis Howes or Howes I don't know how you say his last name but Lewis Howes I think it's Lewis Howes um, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes it it was with a um, social media marketing podcast with Mike Stelzner he interviewed Lewis and they provided some he provided some solid tips so. If you're interested in learning how to market your webinar, definitely check that out. It's going to be linked to in the show notes, of course. Okay, now it's time to do the cooking. This is what we've told our friends. We're going to have this awesome meal. We've, we've, we, have, we had our recipe. Um, we, we started putting, uh, getting the ingredients and putting them together. Now we're going to start to cook. This is where we're going to be recording. We're going to be um, uh, recording the course um, live. We're going to be recording it, and then we're going to be editing it. So you will need to record your webinar. Um, and you're going to have to do at least some minor editing. For example, you're going to have to cut out the beginning. You're going to have to cut out the end, depending on what all you say in the beginning. Some of the things might be applicable just to the people that are on their live. Okay, so you want to remove all that stuff so that you just have the meat. You have the food, the stuff that people are going to be eating. <laughs> all right. Okay, so now most webinar software like go to webinar click webinar which is a, a relatively new one that i've started testing out um, they all have some kind of recording feature all right you can just click on a button and it records it for you automatically but here's the thing I don't recommend using that. Um, I do recommend using it as a backup just in case your primary method doesn't work for some strange reason. But I would recommend for you to get the best quality, you want to record it locally. Here's the thing. When you use those um, software, um, that software, and you use their recording feature, they're recording it as it's streaming over the internet to their system. And depending on your internet connection and the variability there, the quality is not going to be as good as it can be. So I would highly recommend, yes, use that as a backup, but you want to be recording it locally. So you can use a program like ScreenFlow if you're on a Mac or Camtasia. Uh, if you're on a Mac or a PC, you can use Camtasia. Um, and if you can't afford ScreenFlow or Camtasia, you can, uh, and you have a PC, you can try Cam Studio, which is a free open source version that you can check out. Um, and of course, links to all of those things, once again, are going to be in the show notes, so you can check that out. And I have even more detailed information on that in that same post that I mentioned earlier about how to create awesome screencast videos videos. Okay, so you want to um, record it locally. You have your microphone that's plugged into your computer. You're talking into your microphone. You're going through the slides. You're going through um, the content, and you're cooking this awesome meal. You're doing it live, but you're recording it locally. Then, as I mentioned, you're going to have to do some editing um, depending on how you've structured your webinar. I basically break up my webinars and my courses into individual lessons. I'll talk a little more about that a little later. But I what I want to encourage you to do is not to do any major editing of the content unless you made some huge mistakes that, you know, that absolutely has to be removed. Instead of trying to go through and take out the ums, the ahs, the, the whatever it is that 
that's possible, what I want you to do is push yourself to do better next time and continue to improve on that process. Challenge yourself. This is what I've done. And now I don't edit my, my videos at all. Um, besides, you know, chopping it up into the individual lessons and removing the beginning and the ending. That's pretty much it. All right. So you want to record your course this is going to be live, um, and once you've done recording, that's all in terms of the content creation, and it's a beautiful thing. Now we got to publish it. That's the next thing. We've created our course. We've recorded it. We've edited it. Now we need to publish it. Now, I used to do this in a very complicated way um, where I post the course in my members area. Um, members had to register for the individual course. They had different registration options. They had quizzes. Um, they had multiple pages. And, and, and I thought it was awesome. I thought it rocked. Um, and then I got feedback from the members of the university and they just wanted it on a simple page or a simple post. So that's exactly what I've done now. Um, I've simplified this to adding all the videos for one course in one post. You could do it on a post. You can do it on a page. Um, and how I do it is I have the title. I might have a brief description and then I have the video. So then I have lesson one. I have the title of lesson one, the description, and then I have that video. Then I have lesson two and so on and so forth. All right. So just publish it as you would a normal post. In, if you're doing it at, uh, on a separate installation where you know you have a membership site or something of that sort, we'll talk about that in the next step, um, then you can do it on that WordPress installation and then go to the next step, which is protect your course. Now, this isn't something that is absolutely necessary, but it's something that I recommend because if I'm going to be charging people for this course, I want it to be accessible only to the people that signed up for the course, the people that paid for the course. All right, so I need to use some type of a, 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 a plugin or a system for protecting that content. And what I do is I house my courses in my membership area. Um, and when, uh, when I add the content to the membership area, I use a member, which is a membership, um, membership site software that integrates with WordPress that allows you to protect your pages, protect your posts, protect your entire installation if you want. All right. So I use a member for that. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details of how to set it up. Why, why I do love a member is because it does everything you'd want a membership site plugin to do. It makes it so that when someone goes to access that course, if they're not logged in or they're not a member, it'll redirect them to a login page. Um, and when they get to that login page, they have to put in their username and password or they have to purchase a membership in order to get access to it. So a member is the one that I recommend. Of course, there are going to be links to that in the show notes as well. And then we've set up our course the next thing we want to do is sell our course. You want to you wanna put it out there for the world to know about and sell it to them. And to do this, uh, you're most likely going to want to create a sales page. I personally use lead pages for creating my sales page, but it can be as simple as creating a page on your blog that has the information of your course, the information about your course. It has maybe some testimonials. It has all of the information that people need in order to make a decision as to whether or not that course is for them.
them. Now, because I use a member for my membership um, setup, that actually also manages the sales process. It integrates with most payment processors like PayPal or Stripe. Stripe is the main one that I'm using right now. But you want to sell your course, so you put it up for sale and you let people know about it. Now, you may be wondering, because I didn't mention this, which webinar software should you use? You have a number of different options. You have plenty options. Um, the one that I've been using is the industry standard, which is GoToWebinar. Um, it is powerful. It works very well. It is tried and true. It's tested. And um, I don't ever really have problems with GoToWebinar. Um, there's another one that I've been evaluating recently that's called ClickWebinar, and that's from the people that are, that's from GetResponse, actually. It's a, a separate part of their company, and they've created ClickWebinar, and, you know, I think I like it more than GoToWebinar. I'm still doing an analysis of it. To, 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 I want to I wanna do a thorough analysis before I can share my findings and make any recommendations. Um, but ClickWebinar is great. It has a lot of neat features that GoToWebinar doesn't have, and it makes some of the things even easier, in my opinion. So you can use GoToWebinar. You can use ClickWebinar. Um, other options, because those do cost money, um, and it can get pretty pricey for those, depending on how big of an account you want to get. Um, you can use a free option like Google Hangouts. Um, that works. I've tried it out, and it worked okay. The main problem that I had with Google Hangouts is that there's kind of like, I think it's about a 30-second delay between when you, you're speaking and presenting something and when your audience actually sees that and hears what you're saying. And for me, um, if it's just a course, that's fine. But once you reach the point where you're asking, you have a Q&A session or you're asking questions, that makes it very difficult because of that 30-second delay. Um, so yeah, webinar software, use what works for you. Go to webinar, definitely try it and true. Then there's click webinar. All of these will be linked to in the show notes. Now, I want to talk to you about a unique approach. This is something that I haven't seen anyone else do quite like this. Um, so I, I think it's unique to me, and unless somebody can tell me about somebody else that's doing it. But this is, this is my, my, my secret. This is my special sauce right here. <laughs> what I do, you know, every, everyone else, when they're recording a course as a webinar, they record that entire course, one long video, they post that as a replay, and they sell that. I've decided to take somewhat of a unique approach. So what I do is I set up the structure from my outline to the slides and everything. I set it up as if it was a course that had individual lessons. Okay, so individual videos covering individual specific lessons. Uh, each lesson has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it can go anywhere from five minutes to over 15 minutes. Okay, so when I get on the live webinar, um, at the beginning of the live webinar, I let everyone that's on there know that this is going to be done a little different. I'm going to be recording it as individual lessons. And in between each lesson, we're going to stop. 
And then we're going to start with the next lesson. Because what that does is it makes it so that at the end of the webinar, once I've recorded it all, I can chop them up into individual lessons and post them in the members area. And when I post them in the members area, if someone is watching this after the fact, after I've recorded the live webinar, they have absolutely no idea that it was done as a live webinar. It actually looks just like a course that was recorded as individual lessons. And that for me is powerful. So at the beginning of the first lesson, I would say, hey, welcome to this first lesson on the um, Facebook marketing strategies um, course. In this in this lesson, we're going to be talking about the difference between posts and pages. And then I outline what we're going to talk about. I talk about it. I review it with them at the end. And then I say, thank you so much for joining me on this lesson. And I'll see you in the next one. And then at the end of that, I take a break, maybe for about 30 seconds. I let them know, all right, we're done with lesson number one. We're going to continue with lesson number two. And that works so well because now I have this recording. I can go to the sections where I broke or where I um, uh, took the pause, and I would just take those out and then export those individual videos. I hope that makes sense. I was kind of rambling there, but the key thing is this. When I'm, when I'm doing the webinar, I'm doing it as if I'm teaching individual short lessons as opposed to one long video. At the end, I chop it up. Most recently, actually, these last two that I've done, I actually start the, rec the recording at the beginning of the lesson end the recording at the end of the lesson, save it as an individual lesson, and then move on to the next one. Now, that it has taken me a while to be to reach the point where I streamline that process so that I can do that without spending five minutes in between each lesson. But it takes me about you know thirty seconds to go from one lesson to the next lesson. And when it's all said and done, I have my videos. They're just about ready to go. I trim off the beginning. I trim off the end, and that's it. That's it. So yeah, that's my unique approach. What I have. Oh wait, let's recap those steps. Those things that you want to do. Number one, start with a date. Number two, create an outline. Number three, get feedback on that outline. Number four, create the slides. Number five, market your webinar. Number six, record and edit your course slash webinar. Number seven, publish that course. Number eight, protect that course. And number nine, sell that course. The software that I recommend, you can use GoToWebinar or ClickWebinar with a detailed analysis coming soon. Or if you want a free option, you can use Google Hangouts. And my unique approach is instead of recording it as one long webinar, break it up into individual pieces, take a little break in between each section, and then now you have these individual lessons that you can post in your members area. Now it's your turn. I have a question for you. Have you conducted any webinars? Is this something that you, you, you plan on doing? If so, you know what to do. Come back. Let me know a little bit about it. Yes or no? I just want to know. Is this something that you do? And is it something that you're planning on doing? Um, come on over to episode 206. That's becomeablogger.com slash 206. And of course, if you miss anything, it'll all be there. Detailed notes, much more detailed than I used to do them in the past. And they have all the info you need to, 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 to take advantage of the information that I spoke about in this webinar. 
So I hope you found value in this episode and I would love to be, and if you would love to be the first to know whenever a new episode goes live, I would like to invite you to subscribe. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the podcast and you can find out about how to do that by going to becomeablogger.com slash podcast. Um, you can also find out about how to leave a review because that's a great way of supporting the show and helping us get the word out there about all of the awesomeness about building an online business. And if you're trying to build an online business with a blog where you can uh, create content, inspire others, and change the world, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and how you can do the same freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, actionable, and awesome. That's it for this episode. Leslie Stammer from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. Take care, and God bless. 888-835-2414.